0: Well, a few, I think it was probably three weeks ago or so, I got invited to a pastor's conference slash retreat with a couple um, other pastors in in Evansville. Um, I don't know if you know this, but do you realize that pastors are human beings and real people just like you? I mean, uh, you you gasp in awe um, of that, but... In all seriousness, maybe you were raised in this uh, churches where um, the pastor um, is like this holier than thou guy. I mean, he's above everybody, and he's just like this super godly person. Um, and praise the Lord at Catalyst, we don't have um, that mindset of of yeah, that's just Dave. He's just like being dum dumb today. I'm glad we have that mindset, not the uh, other mindset but it's become weary and if you uh maybe you don't but if you ever look at the results of how many pastors are leaving the pastorate um in the ministry um it has gone from they leave um periodically into after pandemic and after trying to try to keep peace with people um, after the political craziness it rose there there are pastors that are leaving and burnt out and tired and just overwhelmed with just with just life, and um, I can feel that. I, I really can. So, Wellburn Foundation invited myself as long as, as well, six other pastors in the area to just be poured into to rest and to um, just have a little bit of conference. So, first morning I woke up, um, and normally my first habit. Um, is to make a large pot of coffee. Any coffee drinkers in here? Oh, I love you guys. You, you guys I, I love you. So I woke up, and I found out that there was not a coffee pot at this place. You laugh, but it was not a good start of this retreat. I'm telling you what. So I found that they did have a Keurig. Anybody drink Keurigs? That's the most disgusting coffee on the the face of the planet. That's just disgusting. It's just like dirty water coming through my little drip thing. Just disgusting. So I humbled myself, and I got the Keurig. And as you know, Keurigs are supposed to fill up this clear thing. Um, So I went to the sink, and I started to fill up the Keurig um, with water. Um, And then I looked, and I saw this. I, I saw this little plaque thing that's right next to the sink, and it just says, Grateful. And underneath it, I don't know if you can see it, but it says Psalm 107, verse 1. Before I, while I was getting ready, I'm like, God, I've got my, I've got a stack of books that I'm going to read, theology books and Bible study books, Bible reading plans, and and um, our um, one day book. I had like literally a stack of books. But I went to the sink and I'm like, God, would you please just show me what you want me to learn today? Just what? What do you want me to learn? Because I, have got a lot of learning to do. But what do you want me to learn? And I looked at this plaque, and God's like, "Be grateful. Just, just, just be grateful." So I'm like, "Okay." I go outside with my nasty, um, dirty water, um, <laughs> and, I, and I sit on the porch. Beautiful creation outside, and I open up the Bible to Psalm 107 and verse 1. And I started to read. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And then it continues in verse 2 and 3. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from lands from the east to the west and the north and the south. And I just sat there and be like, you know what? Intellectually, I know that God is good. That's what a good pastor theologian should say. But at that moment, I knew he was good. In the middle of how I was feeling, in the middle of the war out, in the middle of whatever, And no matter what was happening in Ukraine and Israel and what was happening in the world at that that time, God's like, I've never stopped being good. And also, continue, I've never stopped being love. No matter what the world is going on, no matter what happens, I remain good and I remain love. And at that moment, it just was one of those that's what I need. So I dive deep into this passage more. And just that still small voice that says, Catalyst Church needs to hear this. I'm like, but this is for me. This is my intimate time with you, God. And he kind of laid on my heart, just like, yeah, stop being selfish. I'm for everyone. So we're taking a break from the book of Luke, as you can tell. And for the next three or four weeks, we're just going to go through... Um, these three, four verses. And then we're going to have a special united gathering um, at the 11 o'clock service on the 26th, I think it is. You need to be here. It'll be a day of truly being blessed and giving thanks. So here's my, my challenge for us today as we dissect this passage and these truths. Maybe today you felt or are feeling the way I did. You wore out you're troubled, you're burdened. You feel like the whole world is going crazy and you're like, where is God? And does does he even love me? You know what you've done and you're like, how can loving God love me? You know the craziness of health issues or financial issues or whatever. Maybe today will be that day where you just showed up at Catalyst Church as I showed up to that sink, filled up the Keurig, and I saw that verse and i pray that today and through these next couple weeks you'll just you'll just simply know god is good his love endures forever so we must give him thanks as the redeemed people of god even in our trouble from global perspective god is Lord, that's my, that's my simple prayer. Lord, this sermon is not deep. These weeks aren't going to be in depth, but they're going to be so true that we get to dive into the depth of your goodness. And Lord, that's a deep, deep depth that, a depth that we can't even comprehend. So help me to articulate what these passages are saying. And may I do my dead-level best to proclaim your goodness and your love that endures forever. And may I, we, continue to give thanks in the middle of whatever troubles that we're going through as redeemed people of God. I pray all this in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Out of a, as, as, as going through the Bible, theology is the study of God. So in this passage... What I'm just going to do is I'm just going to break down these, these words that are there so that we have kind of like a basis of where we're going. We'll go into it a little bit deeper. It says, oh, give thanks. What, what does that word give mean? Well, I have it up on the screen. It's simply this give is offer. So, I mean, it seems like elementary, but we need, need to be all in the same place. Oh, offer, what's the next word? thanks. So we're offering. We're like, this is what we're giving to you. We're going to give thanks to the Lord. So thanks goes a little bit deeper. So my, my wife can come home, and if I was able to take out the trash, or if I do take out the trash, she might be very quick to say, thank you. I mean, that's a, that's a good thing to do, to be thankful. But that, that thankfulness um, in taking out the trash is just like, good boy, good boy. You took out the trash, my tail wags, and everything like this, and I'm like, oh, I did good, I did good. That's kind of what that, that's just like the lukewarmness. But this word thanks in this passage is deeper than that. It's about expressing praise. It's, it's, it's about making a public confession. It's about an excellence of a person and what that person is and does. That's where it's a praise. It's just it's not like, thank you. No, it's a praise. It's glorification of this person. So give glory, give praise, give honor to the Lord. So I want you to know that even if you're sitting around the dining room table during Thanksgiving um, and you're all going around, what do you want to give thanks for? I give thanks for my puppy. I give thanks for good health. I give thanks for the family. I'm so thankful that everyone's around in the old 92-year-old um guy, he stands up, and he starts bawling, like, I'm so thankful for you guys. Okay, all right, so that, that, that's just like, that's good, that's, that's good, but this is a worship word. This is a praise of the one who is above all, and this is where it, oh, give thanks to the Lord. It says, Lord, L-O-R-D, it's all capital on purpose. Lord is, this is his personal, proper name, Yahweh. Everybody say Yahweh. Yahweh. This is his name, all right? So we say God, we say Lord. Whenever you see capital L-O-R in the Bible, this is what it says. It says this is his proper name. This is who he is. For example, my proper name is David Michael Whitmore. There, there's meaning behind my names. Um, and David, um, chosen one. Michael, yeah, n- I wasn't named after Michael the archangel or whatever. Um, no, I was named after my uncle who passed away by being murdered in Memphis. That's who was, I was named after. When you know the meaning of the name, it's deeper. When you know Michael means that this person died on behalf of his family, the Whitmore, my surname. So that is who I am. That's my proper name. God, Lord, his proper name is Yah. So, O oh, offer, praise, glory, honor to, let's not be mistaken, to the one who is worthy of all praise, glory, and honor, and that's Yahweh. That is God. This is his name, and is even pictures of this personal relationship covenant, and this name pictures that he has existed and always has existed, which goes to the next few words. All right? I know this sounds elementary, but stick with me. O oh, give what? thanks, glorification to God. Watch these next two words? For he is good. I want you to catch this. I mean, in, in vernacular, we're like, oh, he is good. No, is, he is, means in his essence. He exists to be good. So think through this. Oh, give thanks, praise to the Lord, Yahweh, God, personal, proper name, for he exists to be good. Get the picture? Not just he is good, like good job, God. No, he is good. Uh, Got me kind of thinking about this. And this... This kind of just weighs on me. Many of you here think that you do good deeds and that will earn you heaven. I'm telling you what, the, ex- the absence of the good deed of Jesus Christ will result in hell. And we're, we're like, okay, hell, fire, brimstone, gnashing of teeth and all this stuff, very high possibly that's how hell is going to be. But it's going to be the absence of Good. The absence of God. I mean, if you really think about this, everywhere you go, whether you're overseas and being persecuted, whether you're at your job or whatever it might be, there's good everywhere. Like literally everywhere there's good. Even though we prioritize the bad, don't we? There's good everywhere. Imagine being living in a life that there is like zero non-existence of, of good. Ladies and gentlemen, that would be hell itself. No matter how hell, as the physical place that it is going to be, is just with inside of the self, the lack of good should allow us to start thinking of the one who is good. And may today you know. God, through Jesus Christ, goodness on the cross, which we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But he is, in his essence, good. And then it says his steadfast, what? Love endures, pushes through forever, eternity. So this love, um, how many guys have been married for like 20 years or longer, 20 years or longer? Okay, so these are the ancient people. All right, so let me ask you, wise people have been married for 20 years or so. um, Has your love for your spouse just been like, man, I love you, and then it just like keeps growing and keeps growing and keeps growing, and there's no ebb and flow of this? It's just like endless love of your spouse. Is that true or not? Somebody said yes. Who said yes? Okay. I'm like, okay, let, let, me, let me explain. So I do love my wife more than I've ever loved her before. I, re- I really mean that. With, it started out with lust, and now it is love. So that's how it worked, okay? So And then but the, the way that it worked was it, it, my, my love for her started, with like I said, with lust. And then it went, I'm loving her. And then all of a sudden she, did, most likely me, did something that was not very loving, and it went like, you with me on that? And then all of a sudden we we made up and repented, mainly me. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> then all of a sudden, what happens? Bloop! Ladies and gentlemen, this is how our earthly love is. Now we're getting to a place of 20 years of loving her more, but it's been this. That makes sense. Watch, God, who loves you from the beginning of time. Loves. There's, there's, there's none. In fact, he, he starts here and he ends here, but there's not even a starter or end. He just love. He has always loved you. I mean, I, talk about this. It's just like his love endures what forever. So I want you to write down a couple things. Is God the God the Lord Yahweh lives in. Notice this, he lives in forever. Oh, got this? All right? so he lives in forever, eternity. He has always been and always will be good and loving, because that's who he is, and lives outside our time limits because he created what? He created time. Okay, so I want you to catch this. Number one is this this rope that you see here um, we'll be building upon this for the next two or three weeks, all right? From the beginning of time, so if, you are, if you're here in person, you can see it. Tied to the cross is the rope that will continue, continue, continue. And tied to the end of this, uh, this cross is, imagine it keeps going. So this is, this is actually eternity. This eternity never ends, potentially never had a beginning because God lives in eternity, all right? So any of you like just, push. all right, so think about this. God lives in eternity as, as scripture, as a theological word. God, the Lord Yahweh, is necessity, necessity, all right? Try to say that nice, which is he's self-existent. He has his own autonomy. Um, he's self-sufficient. He, he's independent. By, by the way, here's some, here's some good news. He doesn't need you. He has always been good. From eternity past to eternity future, he's always been what? Good, because that's just who he is. And he's always been love in his essence. He's always, God is love from the past to the present. But why? Why does he reveal himself in this way? This eternal God Coming to finite people like you and I, why? Well, in, in Athens, the Apostle Paul, in the book of Acts 17, he went to Athens, and they had all these gods. You're like, okay, we're going to have the dog, uh, god to dogs, we're going to have the dog to trees, we're going to have this god, to Zeus, and you get the idea, all these gods. And then the Romans, the Athenians in this time, they, they had this plaque, or this idol... Worship area for the unknown God. It's like, I don't want to leave anybody out just in case this God appears. And they're like, I am. um, And we'll just got him covered. Apostle Paul goes up and says, I know this unknown God. In fact, he knows you, and he created everything. This is what he says. Acts chapter 17. The God who made the world and everything. What's the next word? in it. Okay, check this. From the very beginning of time there was creation. So at the very beginning of all time there was creation. At this moment here creation started. This started finite time. Even though God has been infinite, He created this time. And we're about to explain why. But also, there will be an end of time at the very, very, very end one day. And we're going to get to that next week. Got it? So from the start, there was a creation. And that's what He says. That the Lord who, who made everything, heaven and earth, did not, does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by, by human hands, as if he needed what? Anything. By the way, if you think that's your precious gift to God, he doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. But what what's this? Rather, he himself gives everyone what? Life and breath. and everything else. From one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed what? So, and we'll talk about this next week. All throughout, this is our timeline with inside eternity, and there are moments all throughout time, I'm just letting you know, we are probably about right here, okay? We're, right, we're getting close to the end, got it? Or maybe we're really closer to there, I, I don't know. All I know is we're in this timeline. God has created time. And watch this, watch this. Why, why, might you ask? It says, He created appointed times, their there boundaries. God did this so that. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, so that. So why did he do this? He didn't, he doesn't need you, he doesn't need me. He's been eternally good and he's going to continue to be eternally good and he created time creation and he's going to create it and why did he do this that they humanity his creation might seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him though he is not what he's not far away from us For in him we live and move and have our being. So not only has God always been, but he's he's an eternal being. Genesis chapter 1.1 said God was from the beginning. In the beginning, what? God. In the beginning, God, and then he created the heavens and the earth, which we'll talk about more next week. Psalm 90 verse 2 says before the mountains were brought forth or even you had been formed formed in the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting you are who God all right Isaiah 40 says the Lord is the everlasting God he is the creator and the end of the and the revelation chapter 22 most of you guys know this I am the what alpha and the I am the last He's a big God. Not only is a big God, but he's a good God. And he loves you very much. So how does this loving God show his love for you and I? It's just who he is. How does he reveal his goodness? By being himself. Mark chapter 10, verse 18, it says, And Jesus said to them, Why why do you call me good? Theological conversation for another day. But no one is good except for who? God. So raise your hand if you are good. Raise your hand. You are correct. You are not good. Who is good? God. God. Nahum 1.7 says, the Lord is good. Psalm 34, verse 8, it says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is what? Good. And listen, I want you to catch this. If you truly believe God is good and his love endures forever, partake of his goodness by partaking of him. And this is just like, I beg you, if you don't know this good God, Turn to Him today, and we'll explain how in a second. But if you've already, if you know Him, He knows your name, you believe in Him through Jesus Christ, I want you to know, continue to taste of His goodness and not of the world. Continue to taste of His love and not of the love that the world gives. Taste and see that the Lord is what? talk about tasting and seeing the lord is good genesis chapter one is so beautiful it says time and time and time again he created the sun and the stars and it was good he created the animals even the cats and it was good all right so he created the mountains he created everything and he said he was good and then he made humans in his own image Watch, in his image, he created he, them, male and female, he created them. And he says, that's good too. That's good too. But something happened, ladies and gentlemen, during that time. Humans decided that they wanted to be God. And God's like, I'm the only good one here. I'm the only love here. I am the only God. I am holy. You are not. So sin entered the world. And for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The sad thing is that there are many of you here in this room that have chosen poorly in the sake of choosing God. Let me explain what it says in Romans chapter 1. For the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all ungodliness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what is known about God is what? Plant them. Let's go outside and you already see his good creation that we screwed up. It's everywhere. Why? because he has made it plain to them further down, so that they are without excuse. Further down. But because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creation, instead of, rather than creator who is blessed forevermore. So what we've done in our humanity is we are worshiping the things in the timeline that we have that's finite instead of the worshiping the one who is good and loving infinitely past the timeline. May we step into the bigness of the goodness and the love of God. And there's no excuse from this. So, I want to leave you with this. You and I, we go through troubles, we go through life, we go through where is God, where is His goodness, where is love. It's just just natural. So where in the timeline was the moment in the time that God revealed his greatest love for us? What happened in the timeline? Jesus. Jesus came as a little baby. Incarnation. The creator from infinite and forever came into his creation. Why? So that he can relate to each and every one of us. But not only that, is after 30 years after his incarnation, he went to the what? He went to the cross of Jesus Christ. And this timeline separates A.D. and B.C., this incarnation, he holds up the timeline. Look at me. Notice what, for those of you guys who are in person, notice who's holding time and space Jesus. He came into creation and he's still holding time and space, even as the creator coming into the creation. Why? Because he had a purpose and the purpose was you and I dying on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. He created things perfect. He created things well. Sin entered the world and things got all jacked up. But God. In his goodness and his love and his grace and his mercy, knowing that we all have sinned and fallen short of his glory, the glory came to earth. The glory came to earth with the purpose of dying on the cross. But not only that, he proved that he is creator God by resurrecting from the dead. Why? Because he lives outside of our timeline. But he chose to come into our timeline for you. And for me. Isn't he good? Isn't he great? You're like, Dave, great talk, good theology, blah, 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 blah. But I'm troubled. Does he, does he really love me, you might ask? And the answer is yes. And you're like, is there something... It just makes sense in me. And as I got thinking through that, I said, yes. And it's beyond comprehension because we see the creation externally, but we also see from the beginning of time, he created something in us to shout out that he is good and filled with love. And as you contemplate what you're about to watch, know this. God already pre-planned this deep DNA, deep particles inside of us. So not only could we see externally, but we see how big and personal he is internally to each and every one
1: of us. Watch this and I'll tell you how you can know tonight that God will always hold you together no matter what it's by looking a little deeper into the human body and it's a little protein molecule called laminin that's about what I felt the first time I heard that long story short The tour was winding down last time around. We were in Tyler, Texas, the night was over. A guy walks up to me. I wish I could tell you the whole story. It was so of God. Introduces himself to me, says, how are you doing? I just wanna say hello. I said, it's nice to meet you. He says, you guys winding the tour down. uh, Where are you gonna go from here? I said, well, I'm on my way back home to Atlanta, Georgia. He said, well, what's next for you? I said, gonna be preaching the next two Sundays for my pastor back in Atlanta. He said, oh, cool, what are you preaching on? I said, well, the series is on the glory of God and the human body. He said, that's really amazing. I'm a molecular biologist at the university down the road. Give me your talk. And I was like, oh, wow, I wasn't quite yet ready to unload the talk for a molecular biologist. So I kind of stumbled through what I had and he's kind of being kind and gracious and like, "Uh uh-huh, that's good. And then he says, well, what's your big left hook? you got to have a left hook, a big finish, right? I said, I don't have a left hook yet. He said, oh, Louie, oh man, your left hook is laminin. (laughs) And I'm I'm totally blank on laminin. He goes, Louie, it's a cell adhesion molecule, protein molecule. Do you know about proteins? I'm like, no. He said, Louie, cells organize into certain molecular structures and that determines what protein there are. There are between 10 and 60,000 proteins in the human body. We don't even know how many proteins are in the human body. But one of them is a cell adhesion molecule. It's organized into this certain structure and that tells the cell what its job is in the body. And this one is a cell adhesion molecule. And I'm like, all right he said no louis it's like the rebar of the human body the steel they put in the concrete when they lay the foundations of things it's that stuff it's it's holding your membranes together it's the glue of the human body louis it's laminin you got to tell them about laminin and i'm like i promise you i'm going home and tell them about laminin and i'm sure when i do revival is going to sweep across the church and probably around the world when i tell them he said no 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 you've got to see laminin I'm like, okay, let's see it. He said, no, 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 you need to go look it up online. You need to go Google laminin. Like, I don't even know how to spell laminin. <laughs> Takes his card out. He writes on the back, L-A-M-I-N-I-N. I'm like, okay, I cannot wait to get to my computer and get on Google, click on images, type in laminin. And I'm waiting and these little thumbnails come up on the screen and I'm like, wow. That's laminin, the cell adhesion molecule, woo! (laughs) I am so excited, I am beside myself. I cannot believe what I'm seeing. I love laminin, I'm so fired up. (laughs) You should see laminin, I guess, that's the thing, right? Okay, here is a scientific diagram Of the laminin cell adhesion molecule that's holding your body together right now. Okay, this is what I found right here. No, come on, that's crazy. That's just crazy. I just can't believe it. I emailed that guy back so fast. I'm like, wow, 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 wow. What in the world? He said, you want to see an actual laminin molecule? I'm like, oh, no, man. The diagram was cool for me. I'm happy with that. Don't, don't bother sending anything else. I'm like, yes! And he sends me this image, an electron microscopic image of an actual laminin protein molecule. It looks just like this.
0: Look at the world around us and see all the pain, suffering, whether we experience it in person. Know that he has had you in mind since the very beginning of time. He is holding all things together. When it seems externally that everything is falling apart, he is good. And his steadfast love endures. How long? Forever. Forever. So if you are not a believer of Jesus Christ, one day you will experience what it feels like to not have good and love. Unless you turn to the one who is good and love. That even from the beginning of time, he chose to come into our time to save you from your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness to all who believe. Who is this good God? Colossians one fifteen says this, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created. In heaven and on earth, visible or invisible, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, all things were created through him and what? For him. And he is before all things. And in him, all things what? Hold together. Internally, laminin. Externally, creation and by his good magnificent love that is himself and he is the head of the body the church he is the beginning the firstborn from the dead that in everything he might be preeminent there is the word thanks oh give praise because he is worthy of all glory for in him the fullness of god was pleased to dwell incarnation and was pleased to dwell for through him reconciling himself of all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. Have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus? Please do. It's not by works, but by his grace and his love. If you already have Come back to the table. Come back to the truth. That, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is what? Good. And his love endures. How long? Forever. Let's stand and sing these truths as we...